do I get nervous for this? Um, I wouldn't say I get nervous for recording. Yeah. It's more like thinking, where is this going to go and what am I going to do if it like doesn't go anywhere? Yeah. Oh, well, if it doesn't go anywhere, we just don't release it. That's true. I, but I release all of them. I never just like yeah, throw okay. one away. Then we release it and then... And like, it's trash. I'm like, yeah, it's trash. Dude, do you know how many... There are so many bad... There's so much bad stuff out there that we just don't know about because it's bad. I guess. I feel like in any creative endeavor you need to just continuously produce and some of it's going to be good and some of it's going to be bad yeah and it's the quantity that allows you to make a great number of great things yeah. versus like yeah so i'm just going to try to do as many of these yeah as possible. well you know you do them and then you learn from your mistakes exactly so hopefully right. the percentage of good to bad improves over time but it's still important to like constantly Make yeah. stuff. Okay, so uh, all of that is an opening to this special edition of Person About Town. Uh, a while ago, I did Love About Town as a series, and we paired up strangers to ask each other embarrassing questions to create intimacy. Uh, now, this one is a little bit different. I'm sitting down with one of my best friends in the world, Rohan Padje. Hello. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about sex and relationships. So. Yeah. Wait, yeah, I, well, let's be clear, uh, I have been, well, I forced Kanish to do this. <laughs> She's like, oh yeah, you know, this is like an organic idea, part of my, like, Love About Town series, when really, just like through chats on Gchat, I was like, hey, Kanish, we should do a podcast where we talk about sex and stuff. <laughs> and Kanish is like, but I've already done a podcast with you, there are so many more interesting people I want to do a podcast I with. I did say that. I was and like, I, uh, people don't need to hear you over and over and over again. And I was like, but... I want to do your podcast again. And then uh, for like weeks of pestering, Kanish was like, okay, I guess we'll do this. And <laughs> not that we didn't want to do it. Not that she didn't... Well, I guess it is that she didn't want to do no, it. No, I do. No, this is great. <laughs> I'm excited to sit down and talk with you about it. So no. why did you feel like this was a good thing for you and me, like for us to do? So I don't know if you've ever talked with Kanish before, uh, listener or listeners, but Kanish talks about sex a lot. And I also, uh, don't laugh, I'm eating Tic Tacs and one of them fell out and it's a thing. Anyway. It looks ridiculous. <laughs> it does look ridiculous. It looks ridiculous. <laughs> just like, it looks like a part of my... Yeah, it's just like, like shit just dropping off of you. It's like, there. it's a white Tic Tac and my, obviously my teeth are white so it just probably looks like a piece of my tooth just, just fell out, out like, like randomly. Anyway, Kanis <laughs> talks about sex a lot and I talk about sex a lot. And together, we always have these like great chats about sex yes. on Gchat that are probably probably more intimate than any like <laughs> chat that you need to talk to anybody about sex about. And so I was like, ah, oh, this would be like fun to record. Yes. Because, I mean, there are a lot of sex podcasts out there and all that, but yeah, I don't yeah. listen to any of them. Yeah, so I don't listen to them either. <laughs> so like, this is completely based in ignorance. We are throwing our hat into a ring that is already very full. Yeah. But we're just going to do this. We're going to do it. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. And I was like, oh, it'd just be fun to talk to somebody on microphone about, or like whatever, and it's just out there. Yeah. And then if we can look back at this like when we're older or, yeah, whatever, and be like, man, we were... We, oh man, we were really enlightened, or like 20 yeah. years later, oh, be like, absolutely. We're, we're real fuckboys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fuckboy. You may be a fuckboy. Nah, I'm woke as fuck. <laughs> no, you're, not. you're not woke. Everyone knows you're not woke, Rohan. Stop saying that. It's a lie. <laughs> Shut <Yeah>. up. <laughs> I just kind of say it to make kitties. Stop angry. hitting the table. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just say it to make kitties, man. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I think definitely like 
30 years from now, every opinion that we have, people are going to be offended by. It. Sure, like, totally. And it might change. moved on. Well, I mean, like, that's, that's, that's the best part about sex yeah. and thinking about sex is, like, everything, like, evolves over time. Right. And then also, I thought it would be good for us to do the podcast because we're, like, have such different, like, experience range. Yes. In the old sex, sex department. <laughs> I can't even talk about sex without... He can't. Without, like... Making it awkward and it's weird. It's super weird. Yeah. So I've only been, I guess, well, I'm like almost 30. I'm 29. I'll be 30 in August. And nice. We're recording this in June. And I've only really been having sex for like two years. And then that's like a baby. That's like a baby. That's in like your sexual In your sexual, yeah, history and, yeah. And then Kanice, on the other hand, is like a regular person. And has been having <laughs> sex for a decade at least, right? Yeah. At uh, least. So I, I started in high school. I started at the exact average age. What's the uh, average age? 17. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, really? Yeah. I thought it was... Okay, no. that's that, yeah. I mean, it's good that it's 17. I thought yeah. it was earlier. I thought it was no. like 16 or 15. No. Why would it be 15? What are you doing in... As a freshman in high school, I have no Why idea. Would you be doing that? People, people in well, in, well, some people did. I guess in middle school, that's how average. I remember in high school, people were like, "Man, did you hear that these two people had sex?" And I was like, "How?" I was just, like, <laughs> I couldn't even like wrap my head around like what it meant. I think if people, if it's such news that someone's like poking you in the shoulder to tell you two people had sex, then not a lot of that's people true. would be having guess, sex. Like, if it's going to be news, it's not something that's necessarily happening every day. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. So we're coming at it from those two different perspectives. Also, uh, I am a woman. Oh, yeah, that's right. Now I'm a man. Yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. And we mean that in the, I guess, most traditional way. Sorry if this is offensive in 20 years. Um, that I identify as a woman. And I identify as a man. Yeah. So, and we are also people of color. And I have heard, like, I listen to Savage Lovecast. Oh, okay. And yeah. I do think sometimes, like, that comes with a particular perspective and we have a different perspective. Sure. Yeah. And I think that, well, you are black. You're black. I am. I am black. <laughs> I said you are a black. That's I all I black. Those all black. Were you Trump? Uh, no, I thought it didn't mean. It didn't mean to come out like that, but it did. <laughs> and so you're black, and you're a black woman. And from what I have read about and heard about, like dating and sex and all of and, and dating actually, and sex, yeah. whatever. But like in dating, uh, especially now, people at our age who are both who are single are both single. Yes, obviously. And so, <laughs> obviously, well, bitch, shut up. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Well, uh, I know why I'm single, but clearly, Kadisa is single. Oh yeah, uh, I'm Rohan. Thanks, thank you well, for that. The, damn, then ah, I'm Rohan. That's, that's spot on. That's spot on me. It is. It is. Uh, you do say that all the time. I was saying, obviously, we're single because I think we're recording a podcast about sex, and no, I, actually, whatever. I don't know anything about. I don't know anything. <laughs> Why did I say that then? <laughs> First mistake. Yes. Yes. <laughs> In a long line of what'll be Mercedes more. But we're both single and then, you know, everything I have heard about dating is that yeah. to find a partner it's hard for Asian men, not Indian men, but like Asian Wait, men. Are, is that do they separate that out statistically? Have you heard that? I I, I thought that, they meant like all Asian men, including Indian men. I think I think that they've separate I don't not sure. I'm not okay. sure. This is Asian men. And black women have the most difficult time finding a partner yes. online. But when I've talked to other people about it, they're like, I think when they say Asian men, they mean like Pacific, like East Asian, East Asian, yeah, not, not like South, South Asian, yeah, South. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know. But mm. statistically, and there are a lot of studies that show, yeah, uh, that the different most difficult time dating. So we come from it from a perspective of 
Uh, constantly being challenged. Constantly being challenged. Yes. I was going to say hardship. and then I Hardship like works too. Hardship, no, I think that's like... It makes it sound like we like struggled to like get into the first integrated no. school or something. Like we yeah, didn't do right, that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. And like, it's not like we've... It's not a situation where it's so challenged that we haven't been able to find anyone. Like, even though you just started having sex yeah, two years yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. you're like doing that pretty consistently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're not necessarily, <laughs> it's not like some like desert island where occasionally once every like two years you come upon some oasis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then, you know, with that comes just learning about like, it's this, this sex is just this thing that is thrown at you all your whole life, especially before you've had sex. Yeah. If you've waited such a long time like I have to have sex, sex is just this thing that's like thrown at you with like this consequence free thing that you can just do and then you feel great that's and what, the other person I, feels I think that's great. certainly a masculine oh, thing. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it, it was never thrown at me as some sort of like consequence free fun thing. Well, it was I think thrown like. Not like. I yeah. Mean, I, I remember first learning about STDs and then being freaked out about sex. Yeah. But that was like when I was like 12. And so, like, I knew about, like, those consequences and pregnancy and stuff. I'm talking about, like, the emotional consequences of sex. Oh, no. Like, I... there's, like, sex is, like, this thing that's thrown at you as a dude, I guess. Like, Well, when also, younger. were you raised religious? No. I was raised very religious. Ah. So, like, sex is, like, or at least when I was growing up, sex was thrown out as this thing. Like, you don't give it away. Men are trying to take sex from you. You only give it to the person that you love. And if you don't do that, you're a horrible person. I watched a lot of, like, real world and stuff. And uh -huh. people were having sex sex all the time yeah and they were like just getting drunk and like having sex and then i was told all these people like, are going to hell yeah and yeah. i was like man this looks like i mean i was just a dumb kid or a, yeah i was just a dumb person so i was just like oh wow well i guess these people are just doing it how does this happen like i don't, I don't know <laughs> like uh, logistically not logistically <laughs> yeah i guess a little bit <laughs> yeah. i'm sure that that's uh when i figured it out you know when i was finally like 27 and i figured it out i was like oh this is how <laughs> you it looked works. at like diagrams you read the manual. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. have all the things, and then I figured it out. But before, it was just like, as a man, you're kind of like, sex is not you're really right, but it's like a thing that you're supposed to be doing, and it like makes you more masculine to have sex, and it like I makes have you seen feel messages like, that corroborate that. Yes. Yeah, so like it's like this thing that you're supposed to do, and like makes you a man. And then like me, I'm like, how? Do you even convince somebody to do, do that? that? Yeah. Yeah. And how do you not? Con uh, yeah, and that's, like, it even sounds so terrible to say convince, convince somebody. Yeah, yeah totally. But because it sounds like it's something that's not in their interest to do also. Like but, women have yeah. sex, they don't enjoy it, but they're giving it to you and you have to keep, like somehow coerce it out of them. But that's how, how, sex, is, that's yeah. how sex is portrayed. It's like you are a man if you have sex with a woman and a woman is not going to have sex with you. Yeah. So you got to use your charm and you got to use your wits and you got to like use alcohol and you got to do all this other stuff to get a woman to uh yeah to, to like to, to, to convince a woman to have sex with you I think, which yeah. is which i think is a wrong way of thinking about it yeah of course I, it's a ter terrible yeah. awful way of thinking about it but i yeah. think it's a way that it's presented to you as right. a person so people are like oh i and like, i only realized this after i started having sex and this is just my personal opinion i could be all of this is of course just yeah our this is all opinions. none of us are we are neither of us are doctors uh, I have a degree in psychology, but I haven't used it in 10 years. I have a degree in history, so I know so much. Wait, you have much. a degree in history too? Yeah. I, have a, I was double major in history and psychology. Sweet. Bam. All right. Uh, so my broader point was that like you are sort of, oh shit, I lost my train of thought. So you were talking about like your 
taught to like convince oh, to yeah, like yeah, work yeah, yeah, to get yeah. sex. Whereas women are taught be pretty and a man will want to marry you. And then also the point of that is that like people and myself included, I was definitely this person who did this was like, oh, you know, people are like, oh, like you're not dating anybody, but you know, you're this and that. And I was like, I just don't know how to talk to women. Blah. <laughs> and implicit in that idea of like, I don't know how to talk to women is that there is a difference between talking to somebody as a regular human being <laughs> and talking to somebody as if you want to have sex with them. Right. And a lot of dudes and I'm, a lot of dudes are like, I'm just like not good with girls. I can't talk with girls, especially when you're younger. And you're yeah. Like, in your early and mid twenties, like I'm just not like, not good with girls. When in reality, I can't believe I only realized this as a in my late twenties. But like, it's just you have to treat them like you would want to be treated yourself in like the same in you know conversationally. And yeah. Like, you you gotta, just okay, have a good conversation. Have a good conversation <laughs> and occasionally say something that would indicate that you're more interested in being more than just friends. Like, yes. hey, I like the way your dress looks, or you have nice eyes, or, you know, let's have sex. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said that yeah, you've never just, <laughs> I've never just been like, hey. I have done that. Oh, you have? How, yes, does, it, how does it work? I, uh, it, it worked. <laughs> I feel like as a man, I can't do that because it's like... Well, I feel I felt like as a woman, I couldn't do it, so I tried it. And then once I tried it, I was like, all right, good, that was a success. Now I never have to instigate... <laughs> Ever again. <laughs> I know that it works, yeah. uh, and now I'm not going to do that anymore. Ah, uh, yeah. Some people, I was listening to, uh, yeah, I, I was listening to This American Life, and they are talking about, like, consent, and yeah. how they're trying to uh, inform men. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That It was, like, a class at some school or something? Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, you have to keep checking in with the woman when, or whatever. You have to keep checking with your partner, she's with the woman. Like, with your partner about, uh if she's having a good time, if it's okay for her. And then they were like, but what if it like ruins the mood? And I was just like, oh my God. Because you're not, because I think in, the idea of that is like, you have to like give some like very specific legalese term to affirm consent. Like, that's, are you still enjoying this sex? Like no one's asking you to say that during the sex. But see, I think that that's like indicative of this idea that, and like this idea that is very, I think is pervasive and that's only speaking anecdotally. I haven't, I'm not an expert or anything, but like, there's pervasive idea that there is a different way to speak to people when you want to have sex with them and a different way to speak yeah. to people when you don't want to have sex with them. And really, like I said, the way that you want to do it is that you just treat them like a regular human. Yeah. And probably 99% of the time, even if you treat them like a regular human, they're not going to want to have sex with you. <laughs> because, and right, you don't want to just have sex with anybody, though. Yeah. I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. But like, <laughs> you do. I don't know. Not you, but you know, like people. The royal, yeah. Yeah, the royal you. Like, you don't, necessarily want to have sex with anybody but you also don't want to manipulate or like i don't know it would just feel dirty to like manipulate somebody or what like, do you mean not manipulate i don't know what i don't know what i was trying to say there yeah. but like even like i guess when my point is like if you are 99 percent people won't have sex with you and some people might think like oh well that's like a ref referendum on my on my personality like yeah. oh i must be like a real piece of shit yeah when <laughs> whose voice was that uh, I don't know. Oh. Uh, you? Let's just say you. I, <laughs> I don't sound like that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just That's kidding. inaccurate. <laughs> I just, no. Uh, oh, I must be like a real piece. That's like my own internal like, okay. monologue voice. <laughs> why, and, is, why, is your, why is your internal monologue like a sad... A sad dude. man? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> because like, when oh, I, oh, whenever oh. Like, I feel when I feel sad, I like feel guilty sometimes about being sad because I'm like, oh man, I shouldn't feel sad. I have a great life. And then I feel sad and then I just like, you know. Just, you just, have like, a weird spiral I got system? a guilt thing. I'm uh, not you even, do have a guilt thing. I have a big guilt complex. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but 
I think I forgot where I was uh, going with my original point, but uh, it's like just oh, this idea that if you um, if someone doesn't have sex with you, it's a reflection on your personality. Yes, I think that is that's false though. Or I think maybe for men, it's a reflection on personality. If someone doesn't want to have sex with me, it feels more like a referendum on my looks. Yeah, right. Yeah. Women, it's it's so much more complicated because it's right. Because women are constantly being judged on... The, I mean, I'm, I don't want to mansplain this. You either. are mansplaining it. Uh, sh- no! <laughs> I'm not a mansplainer. No, well, it's different. I must, must be completely different. You voice different. Your, your opinion in such a way as to assert a point of view, but sometimes it is a point of view about something that is uh, something the other person may mo- know more about. Oh, which totally. Which is why it comes off as mansplain. Yeah, totally. Well, I was. Yeah. that's why I stopped myself, Kenise, and then you can explain <laughs> that side. So explain why it feels like a referendum on your looks. Because as a woman, you're told that like dudes want to fuck you, and dudes are these wild animals with penises mm-hmm. that are just looking for something to put it in. And if for some reason they don't want to put it in your available hole, that must mean that you are some sub-human beast that is undeserving of love. <laughs> like, that's, like that is how that's it is right. presented. And it's really fucked up, but like even like in high school, that was the case. In college, that was partially the case. Mm-hmm. I'm getting better at like not thinking that way, but certainly there are moments where it's like, oh man, that dude does not want to talk to me. I should have put more makeup on. Oh, like, I think that, like that I think that too. I yeah. think that if like there's like a like that if I talk to somebody and they're like not interested, it's just, I like oh I must like look like a real piece of shit. Today. <laughs> but I also think like oh she doesn't like who I am as a person. Yeah. But then it's also I get. I mean like. There's, all like, of, so many other there's factors, so many, there's but stuff, I'm just like, oh, this is all about me. But I think that for dudes, it's not as much about the looks. And it's like, oh, they must not like me. I mean, at least that's the way I feel. Yeah. Like, it, but you also have a thing where you assume people don't like you. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. a big thing. So, for me, that's, like, a big guilt thing for me. Yeah. But I think for, yeah, I think that what you're saying, though, is probably a more, like, traditional way of seeing it. Where it's, like, it's a, if, oh, someone rejects you, it's... I look bad, or I said this, or I did that. Yeah. When really, maybe the way that we should be thinking about it is that, like, hey, not everyone wants to have sex with you. Yeah, and, and that, but you don't want to have sex with everyone, so that just sure. makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah. But then, you know, it's, it, it hurts. It does hurt. I mean, yeah. it should hurt at some time. It should it, hurt sometimes because, like, that's how you learn from whatever. But also, like, how do you communicate to someone who is legitimately, like, fucking up some aspect of their life. Like, you used to dress worse than you dress now. Yeah. Um, and if I say something along the lines of, I think if you dress in a way that represents your personality better, you would have more success, how is that significantly different from if you looked better, people would want to fuck you? Uh, so, like, it's like... Oh, I see what Yeah, like, it, it's one thing to say, like, hey, we shouldn't feel that way. People don't want to fuck people, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But, like... My friend who talks to women in a way that, like, is this, like, puppy dog, I'm completely submissive thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's him. Yeah, yeah. And, like, say, suggesting that he should change that is suggesting, like, you're the issue. Yeah. And it's something about you that people don't like, and that is why you are alone forever. Hmm. Yeah. I... Yeah, I don't know how to. I don't know what the balance for that is. I think because that, I feel negative if I go well, through that spiral. You know? I feel like the way that I learned that I 
don't present myself in the best way or like the way that would be like interesting for women or present myself in a way that women would find interesting is I think that I had a vision of how I saw myself and then people, not just you, but other people in my life were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, so I learned through that. I mean, obviously that felt bad at the time, yeah. but also I was like, oh, well, I was like, oh, also like you would just confirm it with other people and then you'd be like, oh, geez, well, I didn't know that. And then oh, you yeah. just change. Yeah. Like, it's like, I'd rather hear it from somebody that I like. And then somebody that I went on a date on and was like, you look horrible, kind of. <laughs> like, you just don't take care of yourself or right. whatever, or, you know, you have bad teeth or you have bad, whatever. <laughs> I'd rather hear it from somebody who I care, like, who, like, knows me and who's uh-huh. like, hey, I'm not trying to, like, I don't know, I'm your friend. Yeah. And uh, this is this is what I see as a friend and you have these complaints and maybe this will help you. Yeah. That is a person who is like... I don't know you at all, but uh, you might be nice, but I can't get past the fact that yeah. you wear jeans with holes in them. You know, like right. something like that. So, yeah. uh, which which would hurt me more because it's like, oh, like you don't you're not even interested in my personality. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So whatever. Uh, I acknowledge fully, uh, and any of my friends listening to this, I am too loose with that feedback. Niece is a bully. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Uh, it's a little bit true. Like, I, I mean, acknowledge it. Yeah, yeah, but, like, it's... Like, I do. I will openly give my opinion about your anything, your behavior, your dress, your attitude, a conversation you had, uh, if I think that it will help you. And it's from a good place, but it does come off as bullying. But so. also, if you're, like, shut up, Kenise, you'd be like, okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. I won't harp on about something that you don't want to talk about, but if you... You did open the door for me to talk about, like, certain things. And I did. Therefore... We had that I conversation. Took it. I yeah. took, I, yeah, I took it like a person. I was like, you know what? You can say whatever you want. And then you did. And I was like, well, you know, <laughs> there's a lot for me to work on here. And, well, I have, I just bought this gun. And no, I'm just kidding. That's not, that's not how I felt at all. Uh, I would love it if my friends were more th- forthcoming with that with me. Totally. Like, I, I really appreciated once uh, Zach Armantrop was like, hey, Kenise, um... Yeah, when I first met you, I was like, she's super judgmental. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and I, I find that helpful. That yeah, so I feel you, like helps me grow. Right. And you just like tone it. You got to be yeah. like, oh, I like, should tone this yeah. down. I think sometimes it's, yeah, it's very hard to find that balance between like, I need to tone this down and like, this is an insult on my personality. How dare you? Yeah. You're a hater. <laughs> and like, I don't. I don't deal, I don't fuck with haters. Like yeah. there's like there's that weird thing in this society where people will just be like they told you that everyone was trying to tell you that you couldn't do yeah. it, but you did it. And like, well, it's like no, they were trying to help you. Yeah. Uh, with a flaw that you may or may not have had, and they're your friends and your family. Like you should take whatever they say with a grain of salt. If you don't agree with it, don't agree with it. Yeah. But like don't but like don't automatically assume the worst just because someone gives you feedback. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. And Zach is someone who is, uh, I've found, is, like, very good with feedback and is, like, very thoughtful and, you know, you can talk things out with him. And he's not going to say something that, uh, he wouldn't just be, like, callous like that for no reason. Yeah. I find that most people would not be callous like that for no reason. Or at least I assume. Yeah, like, most people don't even give feedback, though. If you're assuming that people are going to be callous for no reason, you must be callous for no reason. I am callous. No, but I think that that's, like, a, I think that that it must be Mm. the thought. I mean, I could be wrong. Psychologists call in. Call in. People call in. Call <laughs> Onto in. the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's not my joke. But, uh, <laughs> Whose uh, joke is it? 
They do that on like Tuesdays with stories. They're oh, like, call uh, in. Uh, eh. Yeah, we can edit this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, real point of that story uh, talk to Zach about your problems and yeah. have him assess you as a person. Follow him on the List app, Zacha on the List app. Is, is the List app a thing? It's called li uh, or it's called li dot st. It might be just called list now, but is that the one by B J Novak? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But he's really Zach's the social media maven. You should follow him, Zacha on the list app. That's yeah, where right. you should follow Zach. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll join Everyone, the list and then follow Zach on follow that Zach particular okay. app. Cool. Cool. Uh, yeah. So there is that. So we we have a list of things that we want. Yeah, to Yeah, that we right? can get to. So one of the things that I found that was really interesting is uh, fear around sex. So, like, you certainly had some, because you started late. I mean, yeah. or, or, I mean, maybe there were other reasons, but I feel like fear has to be a part well, of it. Well, I think that at a certain point, like, when you, I, I guess, I lo- well, I should say that I lost my virginity when I was 28. And so, at a certain point in your 20s, yeah. you realize that you are a late bloomer, is, <laughs> a, is, is whatever, it's, it's the nicest way to say it. Right. And then, once you find, once that happens, then every time you meet somebody... Or you're afraid to meet new people and right. you're afraid to progress to a level because then you have to admit to them that you haven't had sex. And then when they ask, why haven't you had sex, you have to admit to them that you are, you've been afraid of talking to women yeah. and you don't know how to talk to women or you know, or you have all these insecurities that you don't want to just throw on somebody as a right. huge red flag like right away. <laughs> yeah. So that happens and it just becomes all this, this you know, rolling stone of anxiety, <laughs> anxiety related thoughts. And right. then you're like, nope. Can't do it. I was like, I might as well just not talk to women in general. Ever? So you were just like, now that I'm late, I'm just not going to do it? Now that I'm late. Now that I got laid? No, no. Now that you are, like, now that it's, like, so much time has passed and you're so late to the game, I might as well just not do it? Was that like... No, it wasn't okay, like good. that. It was just like, how the hell is this ever going to happen? And then, you know, in fairness, I mean, like, and then there was somebody who I didn't meet and, like, she liked me and then we, like, kind of liked said that we liked each other. But then at the same time, I was just like, at the, and then she like kind of knew that I had never had sex with somebody. This was like late. This was like when I was like 27. Yeah. And so I was like, uh, yeah, I don't even know if I want to have sex. I just, just wasn't sure. I was just, I was, then I got guilty and I was right. like, I don't know if I want to have sex with you. Aren't you supposed to have sex with somebody that you like? Like, mm-hmm. and the, the, and it's supposed to be special or something. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, and then I got over that idea pretty quickly. And then, uh, I'm not suggesting that you should just like throw it. Like, just in the way that you would have sex normally. Like, I'm not suggesting you just, like, meet someone that you don't like and have sex with them first time or not. But if you build it up too much, then, yeah, it's going to be much harder to do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I was also like, yeah, I wanted to be, I wanted to be, then I thought, oh, I wanted it to be special. And then I got over that idea pretty quickly. (laughs) So I was like, yeah. It was just trying to self, I'm just, I was self-sabotaging myself further Mm. for no reason. Uh, But... Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so to sex Okay, years. so the, according to Maxim, there are a pretty clear set of 10 fears that are the most common when it's as concerning sex. So uh, one is your body hair will be a turnoff. Oh, yeah. uh, two, your partner will think you are inexperienced. Three, your partner will want to do something you're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Four, an embarrassing bodily function will occur during sex. <laughs> uh, five, it'll be awkward after sex. Six, you are bad at sex. Mm. Seven, your partner won't have an orgasm or be satisfied. Mm. Uh, eight, your partner will find your naked body unattractive. 
Uh, nine, the condom will break sexual result in an unintended pregnancy. Oh boy. And then 10, your partner has an STI. So those are the most common ones. But what seems to be the most interesting about this is that it breaks down very differently, like the ranking of that, okay. men to women. Oh, I was I literally was thinking, I was like that. I was like, uh, I was like too much body hair. I was like yeah. women. I was like, I bet women think that women. more than men. Yeah. Um, one thing... Uh, that they don't have on here, that I think if it was just like only women, mm-hmm. uh, something terrible will happen to you. <laughs> like, oh yeah, <laughs> like that Margaret Atwood quote where it's like, uh, men fear getting laughed at and women fear being murdered. Yeah, right. <laughs> so like, I That's feel like the biggest fear of a woman yeah. is like, yeah, like I, ideally you're having sex with someone who like there is a level of trust there where you think that you're not going to get murdered, but if you have sex on like a first, second, even third date, like, yeah, is like, am I sure that this were like. Totally. It's, a, it's still a risk. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I feel like that's in the go. I feel like. Do you feel like that happens? Um, do you feel like that feeling happens even after you've had sex? Um, like, if I've already had sex with them one time, do I, in consequent times, feel as though there was the threat of peril? Yeah. Um, if I felt that way at all after the first time, I probably wouldn't have sex with that person. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. I, that's what I, that was wondering because yeah. it's just like, oh, I had to, like you had sex with that person, and then you're like, well, well, they're not gonna murder me. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> or at least they haven't yet. Well, yeah, or like I feel safer. Or like yeah. or this person, I trust him a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say that uh, the condom thing. Yeah. Was like when I first started having sex was like a but, huge mm. deal for me. Yeah. Like a huge deal. I was always afraid. And, like, it would affect how So that makes sense, because for men's fears, the number one is your partner has uh, an STI. No, not... That wasn't my fear. What is... Then what is it? Getting pregnant. Like, getting her pregnant. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's see. That's number three for men. So that was, like, my big fear. I didn't care about... STI is because, like, you can get medication or whatever. It's a pain in the ass. Not all of them. Not all of them, but, (laughs) like... like, some of them are uh, pretty serious. But I wasn't afraid of that. I was, like, wasn't... I don't know, for some reason. You were like, these chicks don't have AIDS. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, no, there's no way. But I was concerned about, like, what right. if I get her pregnant and then we have to, you know, deal with that. Yeah. And uh, that was, like, a huge fear of mine and, like, a huge, like, psychological fear and it totally affected how I performed initially. But uh-huh. now I kind of am less worried about it. Oh, so I see that they actually changed it. So the... Fifth one for women is uh, your partner will not take no for an answer. Damn. That's the fifth fear for women. What? I'm, I'm surprised that it's that low. That's cr- that's crazy that, oh my God, that's a fear. Why wouldn't it be a fear? No, it just seems so like, huh. I don't know how to d- explain it. Like, of course you should be... It just I I wish that wasn't on there. That's, yeah, that's like what I, I wish that it didn't have to be. Yeah, I wish like, it didn't yeah. have to be on there. That's like my that's yeah. that's what I was more shocked about. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's a I've real crapshoot. By the way, I've had plenty of instances where we I've gone on dates and uh, we made out, and I'm like, "Do you want to come back to my place?" She's like, "Sure," and then she comes back, and we just make out, and she's like, "I gotta go because it's getting too quick," and yeah. I'm like, "That's fair." Yeah, and I never want to be like, I never want to be like. You know, I'm always like, are you sure? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, all right. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like, that's my negotiating. That's so, <laughs> negotiating. It's negotiate. I can't, uh, there are no like good words to describe, yes. to describe, because it makes it sound so clinical and professional. Yes. And, like, I think I was using the, go- the word negotiating last night. You were using we, negotiating a lot, lot last yes, night. Yes, we got real drunk and then <laughs> went to dance and yeah, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so I was like, 
I use it a lot, but it, like that's it's what else? What's the other word you can describe? What other word can you use to describe? A conversation. Conversation. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I, I try like, to talk to her more, and she wasn't having any uh, of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess negotiate is one. Of, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no. I think negotiate is one of those words that probably indicates that somebody's higher up than the other person, or that there's and, a commodity being exchanged, yes. and you're negotiating for that commodity. Yes. Okay. That I think is the issue. My issue with check it off. Give me my woke card. You're not case. getting the fucking woke card. <laughs> All right. Um, what I was gonna say is, yes, most of the people I know have that attitude. Yeah. Um, where it's like, oh, well, you'll be like. Hey, I'm I'm really digging this. You sure you don't want to do this? And then yeah, okay, cool. Then there's not an issue. Sure. But there are some dudes, or like if alcohol is involved, definitely it can become a area of grayness that I'm not comfortable. I'm with. I'm so much more, you know, honestly, and this is gonna sound really weird and and stupid. Well, not stupid. It's not, it's not stupid, but it's definitely gonna sound weird because it sounds counterintuitive. But when I drink, I'm I feel like I'm more hypersensitive to those concerns. Right. Because. It's like I know that I'm drunk, and I know that, hey, like, I like you and, you know, whatever. I'm, like, a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say courageous because that's, like, the right word, but I'm a little bit more uh, uh, forward. So, like, right. more forward when I've been drinking. Yeah. And I understand that you're more forward, so I'm, like, a little bit more, like, like okay, like, I'll give you, you're, you're in charge. You're yeah. kind of, you're in charge here. Yeah. And if you don't want to do anything, totally fine with that. Right. Like, and I'm more aware of that. I would say... Maybe I'm equally. I think I'm more just sensitive to that when I've been drinking. Yeah. I'm always because you know of that it. there's like oh, alcohol. Risk. Yeah, there, yeah. There's, there's risk there. And I'm always yeah. It's tough because like I will I I am attracted to a more assertive person. Yeah. In general. Right. So when it comes to those moments, what sure. what is where is the line between straight assertiveness and aggression? Yeah, and I, that's why I don't. That's why I don't even want to. I don't think about it in that way. I'm just like yeah. you. T- <laughs> I like it's kind of like you tell me when you're okay because I've told you now that it's so much easier for guys to be like I'm okay with it or yeah. at least that's the that's how I perceive it right is that it's so much easier for men to just be like yeah I'm okay with this yeah uh, I'm okay with this and they're like more forward with that part of it mm-hmm. where you know for women it's not and yeah whatever yeah um so yeah for women it goes um you w- number one your partner won't want to wear a condom Number two, your partner. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> number two, your partner has an STI. Number three, the condom will break and result in an unintended pregnancy. Number four, uh, your partner will find your naked body unattractive. Number yeah. five, uh, your partner won't take no for an answer. Number six, your partner will want to do something you're not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Number seven, an embarrassing bodily function will occur during sex. Number eight, your partner won't have an orgasm or be satisfied. I think that should be much lower. Like, I don't understand why that's on there. Like, what, for, a, for for a woman women. to fear that a man yeah, won't. Yeah, that's got to be number one for dudes, right? Uh, no, because dudes are dude. No offense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, no. Because dudes are fucking animals. <laughs> they don't give a shit about if women come or not. Yeah. Um. No. So that's actually number two. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was up there. Uh, and then what's number one for dudes? Number one is your partner has an STI. Okay. Yeah. Number two is the... The, the orgasm. orgasm. Your, your partner will have an orgasm. Number three, uh, the unintended pregnancy. So that's actually number three for both. Okay. Uh, number four, you'll ejaculate prematurely. Uh, 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> Number five, your partner will find your naked body unattractive. Mm-hmm. Number six, you won't be able to perform. Mm-hmm. Number seven, you're bad at sex. I think this should be higher on the list. Yeah, number seven, that's number two. Yeah. After pregnancy, <laughs> that's two. No, after after pregnancy, for me, it's pregnancy, then does is the woman going to orgasm, and then three, I'm bad at sex. Ah. Because they're both, those are two interrelated things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number eight, your penis is too small. No. Um, number nine, your partner will think that you are inexperienced. And number 10, <laughs> yeah. it'll be awkward after sex. I would say that number nine was number one for a little a while. Long, yeah. <laughs> and then number nine, and also, uh, well, penis is too small. I don't think that that's, I don't know, whatever. I don't think mm. about that ever. Yeah, uh, you should, I, I think that based on the number of advertisements that I see to solve that, yeah. That too many people are thinking I'm about really, it. I'm really, I'm honestly, I have asked before only because I'm not insecure about my, I just like want to know, I don't know. I like genuinely don't know. You have no concept of like where you fall on the range? I know like scientifically where I fall on the yeah. range. I don't know where anecdotally where I fall on the range. Like, I'm so curious. Doesn't that, wouldn't that be different for each woman that would interact with you? I know, that's why I'm interested. Okay. Yeah. Unless like, she's had like. Enough to have like a representative sample size. Well, I also I also know not to ask anymore because oh yeah, that, because, you because, used to ask. No, <laughs> not like ask ask. What, no, when you explain, I would not ask ask. I would just kind of if it if we brought if it was brought up, I would just kind of like hint at it, or mm. it would just be like, hey, I was like, is this like regular? Is this normal? No, yeah, know. don't yeah, don't I ever ask know. that again. I don't ask know. that again. I was like, I'm new to all this. But, what is she like, a doctor? She's supposed to be able to tell you if it's normal or not. I don't know what she's supposed <laughs> to say. That's, I was new. Yeah, how, yeah. And it was, the I was genuinely curious, and I was just like genuinely curious. It wasn't like, am I? Is my penis too small or too big? I was just like. What is it? Because people keep saying these. It's supposed to be this, and it's supposed to be that. And like, I don't no, know. No, I think the only reason that it should come up is if they're if it poses logistical challenges. Well, and yeah, and it's not. Well, anyway, yeah. like I said, it's not a big concern for me. <laughs> it shouldn't. And be. now that I say that it's not a big concern, it sounds like it's like a huge concern. <laughs> There's no way that you could say, ah, no, I don't care about that without sounding that you actually, sounding like you actually care about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, so those are your fears. My fears are probably like, um, the taking no for an answer is certainly on there. It's certainly something that is considered, uh, STI considered, um, more so, I, I think I tend to be more concerned with the after. So, like, mm. yeah, we'll do this. We'll figure it out. Like, uh, we can – I feel like it's at a picnic. Like, you can turn a picnic into whatever kind of time you want to have. Yeah. And, like, it, it, it has to do with, like, how you approach it. Even if they're, like, not particularly experienced or don't have the best idea of how to, like, make it happen for you, you can make certain things happen for yourself, and you can figure it out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But regardless of that, how will this change either the pre-existing relationship – or, like, what does this other person expect after this? And how does that line up with my expectations for after oh, this? Oh, you're right. That's a huge concern of mine. Yeah. So, like, all right. So, we're going to do this. Cool. We'll have, hopefully, a fun time. Right. But then, like, wait. Do I... Do, and I, then I, I, I hate that I have to assess this for myself. Yeah. Do I want him to call me? Do I want him to call me regularly? Do I want right. to be in a relationship with this person? Yeah. Like, it, like, I need to assess what I want. And then, also, oh, that mental thing, I'm like... 
trying to read them to understand what it is that they want after this. Dude, totally. Yeah. And I... Or even, are they going to leave or are they going to stay? Do I want them to stay or do I want them to leave? Oh. And that's hard to assess. Oh, well, yeah. I'm a... I think I... 100%. That is, like, the big... I wouldn't... I... Yeah, I think these were just, like, about, like, hey, this is, like, the oh, yeah. logistical aspects of sex. Yeah. But really, the main fear is exactly... Like, you really hit the nail on the head. It is, like, afterwards... Am I am I actually interested in this person in the long term? Yeah. Am I not actually interested in this person in the long term? Does she think that I'm interested in her? Do I think that does she did I make a good job in indicating what I actually want? Do I yeah. want to be in a relationship with you or not? And then is it going to be awkward the next time that we hang yeah. out? Uh, is do do I want like do I want him to, or her to stay over or, or do I want her to stay over? Where do, where do you fall on that? Do you default towards staying over or not staying over? Uh, I would prefer if people left. But like, really? Yeah. I would prefer if I left, I should say. Okay. Uh, if they're staying at my place, I, I'm i like, whatever. Yeah, you can stay here if you want. You can leave if you want. Yeah. I'm not going to tell them that I want them to leave because yeah. I think that women feel, I mean, like, whatever. I think if that's if they feel more comfortable staying. Mm. I'm much more comfortable if they're at my place and they want to just stay over yeah. than if I'm at their place. Because I right. like want to sleep in my own bed, so I'm like, <laughs> I, like I understand that. I like, like get out of here. But, <laughs> but the thing is, is that I'm, I have realized that it's kind of a no-go. It's kind of a no-go to say that I'm leaving or you have to leave. Yeah. It's a huge no-go. Yeah. But you were just saying that. How do you feel about that? So, I... Because you were... The way that you asked me, meaning like, oh, there's a clearly, like... There's a, there's there's a, a clear, right answer, there, there's a, No, no. You, you said... The way that you asked made it seem like it's, it's ambiguous. And mm. it's clearly not ambiguous. You have to stay over. After afterwards. sex? Yeah. A lot of dudes do not feel that way. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I'm one of those dudes. I think you but, should... I think you should leave that as a possibility. So, like, I wouldn't go home with someone necessarily if I needed to leave right away. So when people do that thing where they're like, oh, I've got an early meeting or some bullshit like that, like, then you probably shouldn't have just, you should, like, but you had the energy to stay up to do what we just did? Uh, what I would do sometimes, I'd just say before, it's like, I can't stay over. Hmm, okay. So I'll be like, I can't stay over. And then it's like, do you want to do it or not? So I've done that before. I also think it depends on the context in which the sex is happening. Totally. So like, did we go on a date? Mm -hmm. Was this like a drunken thing where like we made out at a bar or something? I don't, I haven't done that. Don't judge me. Actually, uh, don't judge me for any of this. Fuck you. Yeah, no one judge um, any of us. We're just talking into a microphone and putting <laughs> it on the internet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think like, oh, a situation where we went on a date, the date was fine, we both were, like, attracted enough to each other, I wouldn't necessarily expect that person to stay over. But, like, mm -hmm. if we, it's, it's, like, a fourth date, and, like, we've had, like, conversations, or, like, it's a person who I've had, like, a friendship with, yeah. or, like, some sort of pre-existing relationship, I would expect that, uh, I, I'd go so far as to say I would expect that care to be taken yeah. to stay over. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I... I'm very much of the opinion of I would prefer to leave, but now I understand that most people, if not all people, want no, me to stay. No, 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 no. I'm not even saying all people because there are certain instances where I'm like, how do I get, and this is actually, I've only thought this like twice where I was like, how do I get this person out of my house? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, I prefer if they were just like, you can leave, and I'm like, okay, good. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's. Or like, I think it's also important how the leaving is done. So, like, if one one person that I was like, I don't think I ever had an issue with them leaving. Like, we dated for some time, mm -hmm. uh, and 
he also, I think, liked sleeping in his bed. Yeah. Uh, but we would, like, the physical stuff would go down, and then we would talk for, like, a while afterwards. So it wasn't just like, well, I came, I'm leaving now. Oh, like, yeah. I think that I think makes that it feel much more transactional. Also, I think, and I have, maybe this is the way I've justified it to myself. Yeah. Is that, like, now, I guess, I'll be like, you can stay over, or, like, I... I'll try my best to try and stay yeah. because I've lived so long and slept in my own bed alone for so long. Yeah. And, you know, my, ultimately I would like to be married and have children at some point in my life. I yeah. think that I thought it about it and I think that's what I want. And if that's going to be a part of my life one day, even if this person who I've just slept with <laughs> is not going to be that person, yeah. I need to get used to somebody like being in your bed, being in my bed and like being like, you know, sleeping with somebody else in the room. So yeah. it's, it's, um, yeah, but like now that's kind of how I think about it, mm. and I'm like, no, this is for your long term development <laughs> as a sexual person, and as like a romantic person, is yeah. that you just like let romantic? I don't mean romantic like uh, romantic like you see in movies, just like a person yeah. romance development. I think it's also for me, um, staying over is a confirmation that they meant to do that, like or like this was something oh. that like you intended to do. So like Shit. also like we have that. different perspectives on like. In the morning, because, uh, like, I think another way to communicate, like, hey, I did this, I meant to do this, and, hey, I'd probably do it again, I had a good time, is to have sex again in the morning. So, like, that is, oh. like, an important part of it to me. Like, if you don't, like, if someone doesn't have sex with you the next morning, it's like, oh, well, then we're never, I completely disavow this what? ever having happened. I hate having sex in the morning. Why? Because I just woke up. I lean, <laughs> my brain needs to turn on. I need to, like, be able to process, like, I need to be able to feel my entire body. and like, What need... the hell is, why? You're not able to feel your body? I am, but I, like, I need, like, to wake up. And then uh... once we wake up, I can do whatever. But, like, I don't, I mean, I've done, I just don't, <laughs> I don't particularly prefer it. That is, like, absolutely 100%. If someone. I'm in the minority there. Like, even that. if they, no, you're not. I've, I've encountered other people, and I'm like, I don't, uh, what are we doing here? Then why did you sleep over? <laughs> like, I, it, that's not fair necessarily. Yeah. But it's like, uh, why? Yeah. Uh, I didn't think about what you were saying, the confirmation that you wanted to be here. Yeah. Staying over. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. Never thought about it like that. So now that I'm, now that you've mm. put, implanted that idea in my head, I should be more, I'll be more. <laughs> I just to think about it more. Like, whatever I do, I should just think about it more. Yeah, uh, I think that's a general... Yeah. yeah. Boom. Lessons! Check, check off, check another thing <laughs> off the woke card, baby. No, you know what? <laughs> that's not, how is that even tied to wokeness? I don't know. I just want to say every time I, I feel like I learn something, I'm going to uh, say check it off the woke, uh, woke checklist. That's not a thing that exists. You know this baseline thing that you should have always believed in, but you just never thought about? Well, I don't know if... I am representative here of that. Because, like, a lot of people are like, my breath stinks, I'm, like, dirty, whatever. Like, I don't necessarily want to do things there. But for me, it is very much so, like, a, yeah, I'm meant to do this. Sure. I mean, obviously, there's, like, ambiguity. Yeah. There's yeah. no, like, moral. There's no, like, you know, ten commandments of sex. But, like, you Oh, know, that'd be so weird. If that would were. be really weird. But, like, there's no, like, ten. But if, if, if I, if someone says something that I've never considered and, yeah. like, affects me. Yeah. Then, yeah, I'm going to, like, think about it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you're woke or anything. <laughs> I want to be clear. And every time I say I'm woke, I'm just joking. <laughs> totally woke (laughs) (laughs) i think there's gonna be enough people uh who are woke who would listen to this yeah i can't wait (laughs) i like what if this like goes like super viral and then it's not gonna go 
What? No, I know it's not. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I just, I'm just like imagining like it. It's not gonna go super viral, but like I'm just imagining that like a lot of people listen to this, and then there's just like no, 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 no. no. <laughs> These people are terrible. And they're like, diet their yeah. are shitty. No, yeah. I think that they won't say anything bad about you. They'll oh, just be like. No. Uh, I know I'm particular. <laughs> I know for a fact. There's going to be like, these two fuckheads are what's wrong with, this is why, <laughs> this is why, you know, we live in such a sexually repressed society because people who even think that they're open about it don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, there's, yeah. Anyway, yeah. this is why we both do comedy because well, so like, we're both yeah. self-aware. <laughs> like, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So like, you were talking about, like, what people are going to think of this. Sure. I think it's interesting that, like, how much your idea of what is normal is affected by, like, who your friend circle is. Oh, totally. Or, like, who, the, who you end up, like, what similarities are between the people that you end up sleeping with, I guess is what I'm trying Dude, to say. Dude, totally. I would say that, you know, for me, uh, that's a really great point because for me, my, like, Let's, I hate to say this, and I'm very sorry to say this, my, quote, sexual awakening, <laughs> my awakening into, like, figuring out, like, what I wanted yeah. only started after I started doing, after I started, like, pursuing stand-up mm-hmm. and was like, I want to do this as a hobby. And then, like, I started doing it, and I met all of these people who were very open to talking about this type of stuff and who were not particularly judgmental and were, had very much the same concerns I had or didn't have the same concerns that I had, and this is why. And then I was like, oh, this is just a normal thing that I'm thinking. Yeah. I felt more accepted. Yeah. And then, like, I just began to think about all this stuff differently. And I think that that totally affects... It's not just your friends, it's your family. It's yeah. And what kind of society, how you were raised. You said you were raised super Catholic, so... Not Catholic. Catholic sorry, Christian. Uh, yeah, I was like, Christian. there weren't even Catholics where I grew up. Um, or there were a few. There was, like, a Catholic church. I grew up... Um, a combination of Southern Baptist and African Methodist Episcopalian. See, interesting, because you grew, I mean, well, I'm just saying what I, I perceive is that you, it's interesting, because you grew up in, a, you just said, like, you know, you know, sex is, uh, sex is bad, sex is bad, sex is bad, sex is yeah. bad. And I also, I guess, to a lesser extent, much lesser extent than you, felt the same way, mm-hmm. or, like, grew up in the same way. There's some shame associated with sex. Right. Both of us did that. Yet we went in, like, two completely <laughs> different directions of, well, like, sexual awakening. And that's I'll, interesting to me. I think it's also based on, like, while religiously I was definitely getting this message, like, sex is bad, you have sex with one person, it should be the person that you marry, you should save yourself, uh, and also, like, there's all this additional meaning attached to it mm-hmm. that can't be untangled from the simple act of putting a penis inside of a vagina. Yeah. Or however you have sex, I'm not trying to be heteronormative. <laughs> but, like, while I was getting those messages, I was also, like... My family watched Sex and the City together, mm-hmm. and that came on in, what, 1998? So, like, starting at 12, yeah. I started watching, like, Sex and the City, which isn't, don't get me wrong, not a great show. Yeah. But it does have a certain, it brings up a lot of topics yeah. in a way that isn't necessarily like, oh, all these people are bad people because they fuck around. Yeah. yeah. And I watched all those things, and, like, kind of, like, when you watch those shows, like, Real World and Road Rules, which I guess, I mean, I'm only just thinking about this now, where it's really, like, my introduction to sex. Yeah. You are That's kind of... That's interesting that Real World and Road Rules versus, they... like, pornography or just, like, another set of but movies this is But this is the thing, is, though, is that when you're watching those shows, you're watching it from a perspective of, you're like, ha, look at these train wrecks, look at these fucking train wrecks, they're just having sex and drinking, and yeah. I'm not going to be that type of person. And you're watching pornography... 
you watch pornography with the impl- implication that you know this is wrong. Like, you're not allowed to watch pornography. You're Oh, as a child, not a, like now. Even now, people Wait, watch it and there's you, like... They watch it and they think this is wrong? Not this is wrong, but this is like not something that you talk about to people. It's not, there's like a shame associated with watching porn. As someone who has like lots of jokes about it, I don't necessarily feel that shame. I, I assume that A, everyone watches it. And this is from I mean, like yeah. a technology and monetary mm-hmm. perspective. Like mm-hmm. those companies make so much money because so many people watch totally. them. Those companies are able to adopt a lot of technologies faster. So like 3D was using pornography pretty easily. Oh, absolutely. Blu-rays versus DVDs. Mm-hmm. So like clearly a lot of people watch it. And mm-hmm. therefore, I think that is why I feel less shame about that. So there's, it's so much more acceptable to watch porn now than yeah. when we grew up. Yeah, well, like, I remember being super embarrassed because, like, you know when <laughs> when you had, like, some channels but not other channels, mm-hmm. but, like, a long time ago, they would just, like, come in, come in, come in fuzzy? Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> For, like, the pay-per-view channels would, like, come in fuzzy, yeah. but you could still, like, kind of hear it. Totally. So, like, I had accidentally clicked to one of those channels and just, like, the shame and utter fear when, like, my mom walked in. Yeah. Even she, she, like, I mean, maybe she knew what was happening. Maybe she didn't. But, mm-hmm. like, yes, I will say... But I think that's also tied into like the dis- being discovered doing it versus the knowledge that you do it. Yeah. Like I still wouldn't want someone now to walk in. That's while exactly. I was that's watching. my, that's my yeah. point. Is okay. that like yeah you there is a you can watch pornography now and you know whatever sex is bad sex is bad whatever you're you're like you know there's a shame associated with sex there's that that carries over into pornography and like when you watch pornography and like I don't feel shame while I'm watching pornography. I don't feel shame, but it's like. I do feel, um, I don't say think it's shame, but it's like, I do feel like, God, why am I watching this? Like, do you ever, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like, oh, like, I need to like, whatever. For me, it's like drinking water when you're thirsty. It's like that level of like, this fulfills, like, this this makes this hmm. work, or like, this is how this happens. So like, to fulfill, like, this is like, if I need to put a nail in the wall, I need to go get a hammer. I can do it by pushing, but it takes a lot less time to just go get a fucking hammer, hammer it in, and I'm done. So to me, pornography is my is a hammer. I used to watch a lot more. I think that's probably why, I've watched, why I watch so much less porn now, because maybe that's just how I've always thought about it. And mm. I used to watch a lot more porn now. I've like really, really cut back on how much I watch. Mm. Also, I think that whether I know it or not, and I think that I've heard people talk about this, is that it definitely shapes and influences the way you think about sex. Yes. Whether or not I realize it, and I don't, I mean, I, I never thought it has, but I can't imagine that that's true. Frankly, you can't imagine what's true. That pornography is not shaped the way that I. Oh yeah, I I think it's shaped the way that not only that you think about sex, but the way that people have sex now versus uh, how people had sex like thirty years ago when there wasn't as widespread access to all of the porn, (laughs) like where you would be able to not only see uh, like a a boob here or there or like whatever was in the magazine that you got, but you could see like the super specific niche stuff and yeah. the general stuff and like just all of that at your fingertips with the same availability. Like, yeah. Um, right. No, totally. And, and Oh yeah. And expectations. So like totally pornography online, uh, became more readily available when I was in middle school and high school. Yeah. Me too. So like before that, um, I think fewer people were having anal sex Fewer people were giving blowjobs. Right. Uh, so these things have 
or, or now I feel like more people are also eating pussy in pornography. Yeah. But like the incidence of all these things is increasing and it's there's an expectation that didn't well, used to exist. When we were young, going down on a woman was like, ha, you go down on women, you're a pussy. But now it's now it's totally If someone doesn't Yeah, right. You're like an yeah. You're, okay, caveman, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah and okay. and that's a sea change in the way yeah. that you think. But I don't think that that's because of pornography. I think that that's because Like I, women are like, Hey, I'm also here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh totally. And I think yeah. that, that women's voices and whatever in the way that we talk about sex while while comp- like not at all perfect I think that I'm noticing yes I'm noticing women's pleasure is being not it's not it's still not prioritized but it is being more prioritized in actual sex I still don't see it like even though someone will like eat someone's pussy I still don't think that it is being prioritized in the majority of pornography totally oh it's, it's not like someone will like oh here's like a, a gesture i'm i'm doing this but like then the other things that are happening make it clear but also, that that person's not only pleasure but their even their comfort is not particularly also important. in the length of time dedicated to if you watch a 30 minute porn and you, you watch, watch the whole thing no but i'm saying okay but, but the, just think about how much I don't, you don't watch the whole thing okay. but in a 30 minute minute how much time they spend so much more time of the girl going down the guy than they do yes. on the guy going oh, absolutely. up. And that is a clearly a difference in thought about yeah. what is important and what yeah. isn't important. Also, like what takes more time? Yeah. Like, which one takes more time? Like if we're being realistic in our <laughs> Yeah, jeez. Yeah. It'd be like it would be a forty five minute thing and like forty minutes of it would be like yeah. someone but yeah. I will say, I think that even though we went in different ways yeah. about the way that we thought about sex, going back to what you're talking about with friends, is that I think that if you have a support structure of people outside of whatever your initial whatever your initial thought is about sex, whether yeah. you were raised in a more sex positive or sex negative environment, if you have outside of that environment, if you have friends or influences that are overwhelmingly sex positive yeah. or like... Or overwhelmingly sex negative. Or overwhelmingly sex negative, then that affects the way that you that you develop. And I think I had a group of friends. Well, my best friend wasn't, but I think that other than that, my other friends who I would hang out with and go to the movies with and play tennis with and do all this other stuff when I was in high school and college were so overwhelmingly sex negative in that way. Oh. They didn't necessarily think about it as a shame. We would never talk about it. Yeah. Like, we're guys. We should be talking about that more. <laughs> and then we would never talk about it. We'd talk about yeah. sports, and we'd talk about school, and we'd talk about what college we're going to. We'd talk about sports. Like, mm. it would be like our movies. Yeah. And we would not talk about that type of stuff. Huh. And so uh, those influences were not enough to overwhelm my feeling of Got sex it. negativeness. How do what was yours like? Um so I in high school hung out with some religious people for a while, so that informed it. And then just like, yeah, I grew up in kind of, like it's a conservative area. Um so that certainly informed it. It wasn't until grad school when I made friends that I could like talk about it. Totally. With. So like don't get me wrong, like I watched pornography in college. Mm-hmm. I oh, yeah. like dated some not very many. Everybody did. Uh, yeah. like I, I dated a few people in college. Uh but as far as like talking about what I did what I wanted, all that stuff, what I found interesting, like trends in all of this. I didn't have people I could have those conversations with until grad school. Yeah. So, like, that's probably part of the reason why I like Boston in general is because, like, here I've been – or we're in New York right now, whatever. But, like, I've been able to find people that I could talk about these things with, Uh which also helps me know what I like better. Yeah. Like, and exposes me to things like, 
oh, I didn't know that people did right, that. Right, yeah, totally. <laughs> so like, oh, okay, I can do that. And I feel less self-conscious. I'm like, no, the things that I'm doing are normal. I've had this, like, all this has been affirmed by the people that I know. Or, I'm or even like, I don't think that this is normal. And then you hear people are like, I don't think that this is normal either, but I accept whatever. It's like, yeah. oh, explain this to me. Like, it, like yeah. if it's like, oh, I'm interested in why you don't think that it's normal. That to me is also like yeah. kind of affirming in a way, being like, oh, you know, like I'm not judging you, but I want to hear. Yeah. And like, I... I think that in my whatever development as a sexual being, oh God, <laughs> what a fucking, sorry, that was so dumb. Everything I say sounds incredibly pretentious, so, and like, no, but it, it's, hip- it's important that you think about it as a development process. However you want to say that in a yeah. way that you're more comfortable with, fine, but it's it is a, like a developmental process. I think like after this is over, they're going to be like, oh no, we get, we get it. We get why it took him so long. <laughs> it's pretty clear yeah but anyway like you know that's so important to just be to feel validated in a way that to feel validated even if what you're doing isn't like the norm or like whatever you just need to feel that love of validation and i don't want to like talk i don't want to act like Mm. i lived in this like crazy like sexually repressed environment because that's like not at all true (laughs) but the overwhelming shame in my head or whatever yeah. I thought about sex. and I mean, you you have a guilt issue. It's not yeah. like that wouldn't also apply sure. to Sure, so it applied yeah. there, but it, like I think that that neuroses with sex and guilt and stuff, there wasn't enough in my life to, to push that out of my mind. And not to say that, and that doesn't mean I didn't lead like a positive or like yeah. fun life. I did. I had a, I mean, I, I really did. But like, uh, you know, in this particular aspect of my life that I was very self-conscious about mm. for a long time, uh, it wasn't that way. And so... Did you know if your friends masturbated? Uh, like, did you guys talk about that? No. Okay. I still think that... I, I mean, like, no, we never talked about In that. In middle school, dudes talked about masturbating a lot? Yeah, sure. Yeah, but, like, women... I wish that there was the same freedom for women to be able to discuss how... The mechanism through which they determine what it is that they like. So, like, I feel like masturbation kind of teaches you what you like. Yeah. Uh, and dudes are like, yeah, it is okay that I masturbate because everyone masturbates. Yeah. But, like, young women aren't told that about One, women. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that, that I think, like, uh, a lot of, I ha- I've, like you said before, I do talk about sex pretty regularly. And a lot of my dude friends are like, well, most women like X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you have to be, like, this, that, or the other because, like, you don't know what they like or this, that, or the other. I think if women had been taught to prioritize their pleasure and yeah. explore that, then you wouldn't have to do like this like, oh, gentle plodding, stroking hair, candlelight stuff all the time because she knows what she wants and she'd be able to express that to you. Totally. Yeah. And I think that, I do want to say that. was that, like a roundabout way of getting to. No, 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 no. You're, yeah. you're 100% right. And like there is, I think that for men and women, there is a shame in masturbating, but like, well, you can't see my hands, but like there's a. <laughs> For, He's not masturbating. No. Like I don't know why you said that. Uh, no, no, I was gonna do. A, I was gonna do an act out. I was gonna do a oh, thing you're the act out? where, okay. like, where men, the shame is like here, like pretty low. But yeah. Like, but there still is like a shame. Like you don't want anybody to catch you. Or yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't want to talk you doing it to you, but like even like know that you're doing it. Yeah. And then like with women, it's like, like, like. If I feel like if a woman told another woman she masturbated, like a thirteen year old told another thirteen year old, yeah. it would be like, ew, you're yeah, gross. Totally, yeah, yeah like floored. Like, yeah. and with men, it would just be like, dude, what the? Come on, like, let don't, don't. Of course you do, but yeah. you don't need to tell me about it. All right, gross. It. Yeah. yeah, like I'd be like, all right, yeah, chill out. Like, yeah. we get it. But, Although, uh, yeah, I'm thinking like back in middle school. But like, you're, 
there were dudes who were like, hey, guess what? Guys, guys, guys. I hung out with a lot of dudes. Um, I masturbated seven times yesterday. And you're like, ew, why would you tell people that? But that was still like, haha, that's funny versus haha, that's that's gross. like indicative of I also think that it's indicative of like I wish that there was more convergence in the way that broadly speaking, the way men and women think about sex, because the way men think about sex is like I got to have as much of it as I possibly can because that's what makes me a man. And I totally wish that, and then, you know, I think that we've been conditioned because we're, you know, the age that we are, we were taught that in, in our childhood. Yeah. And now I feel like that is changing. Yes. And that I should be changing. I if hope it's so. not, I think that, I mean, if you, like that last week tonight with John Oliver about sex education, maybe it's not necessarily changing. Oh, I didn't no, see it. I didn't see oh, it. Oh, there's like no standard sex education curriculum. Oh, like across, across the, the country? country and yeah. certain places. Are, yeah. So like. Wait, wait, wait. How were you taught? So. Oh, no, it was a pretty open, actually. Like, okay. I think that the sex ed that I got was not bad. I think it was mm. pretty good. In fact, very good. Mm. Uh, I just didn't know what to do with it. And I, <laughs> I had my own right. other issues. But, like, uh, I wish that there was a convergence, like what you were saying about, like, prioritizing female pleasure. Yes. Talking about masturbation. Talking about it's okay to have sex. And, like, really drilling it into a woman's head like it's drilled into a man's head. Like, yeah. it's totally okay to have sex. Yeah. And, like... You're supposed to have sex, and you should be having sex, and you should be having sex with whoever you want, whenever you want, however many times you want, yeah. however you need to know that there's condoms. You mean like the, yeah, that there are pregnant, consequences. The consequences, not yeah. just physical consequences, but emotional consequences, yeah. and you got to think about all that. But don't ever think that it's not okay to have sex because there's yeah. as soon as there's like more of a convergence there, yeah. I feel like it's just better for everybody. And then you start. And then, you know... Part of me is, like, there needs to not be a word to, like, the way that slut and whore, like, are just used, like, in, negatively towards a woman, and that connotation that, like, a woman who has sex isn't, like, that's a negative thing. Yeah. Uh, either we need to get rid of that, or we need to make a male equivalent. <laughs> like, there should be fuck a... Fuckboy, isn't that? <laughs> yeah, like, I like that fuckboy exists. Like, I don't yeah. use it very often, but I really like that's that That's a pretty exists. recent thing. That's, like, a yeah. three-year thing, if Yeah, anything. but, yeah. like, even... I feel like a fuckboy isn't even, like, part of it is his sexual proclivities, but also, like, it's, like, how they dress and, like, the type of actions they take. Sure. I wonder, though, I think... And boys it, call themselves fuckboys. But that's... Really? Yes. Like, like in a positive way? No, well, just, like, as a, I'm a douchebag, oh, I'm a fuckboy. Uh, yeah. Oh, I've never heard that. I, Anytime I hear the word fuckboy, I always think of Run the Jewels, and Run the Jewels hate fuckboys. So, and then <laughs> they, They're recently, the living fuckboy erasers, yes. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I think about the way that recently I've been hearing that term used, and I'm like, I don't ever want to be called the fuckboy. <laughs> that would be, that would be awful. And so uh, there's that. But I also think that, Going back to the point of like you know encouraging sex positivity, yeah, I wonder if because now you know I mean please correct me if I'm wrong, but like you there are more single comments. commits it correct me if I'm wrong, but there are more single people now than there have ever been. Yeah, like, that has I feel to, like that's true. Yeah, and then I mean like I think like fifty. Oh, not married. So no, maybe, not married. Yeah, yeah maybe in not relationships in a, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, not married, and I, I feel like that has to be a consequence of increased sex positivity. Yeah, like, I, I don't need to be in a relationship to get sex. But also, I feel like... I, and, I don't, and, like, and I, women's rights is the... Is it yeah, I feel like, yeah, it was, like, because it's also, like, issue. women ha don't have to be dependent on a man to, like, have housing, food, like, money coming in. I think that that's what really... That really, like, is something that, like, really bothers me or, like, makes me, like, mad, what? kind of. 
this idea that a woman needs a man to be happy. Like, that really, like, bothers me. Oh, that's, like, every... Like, I love romantic comedies. Like, this is embarrassing. But, like, I watch so many of them, and that is the key that she has been missing the whole time. That is essentially what romantic comedies are. This is a woman, usually, and now a lot of them, it's like, this is a professionally successful woman who has access to things, especially if it's a Nancy Myers film. She has a nice house. She has a solid group of friends. Oh, yeah. Everything else is fine, but she cannot be happy. She cannot possibly be fulfilled as a woman until she has some meet-cute incident where some guy comes and saves her. Yeah, totally. And I, that's a romantic comment, but that also, like, uh, I mean, we've talked about this, and I could be completely off-base here, and, like, if I am, leave comments. But, like, the idea of weddings to me now i used to go to so many weddings and like not think about this at all yeah. it's like this is just my friends getting married i'm happy for them and then you know like i'm get drunk and then yeah. i go and sleep in my hotel room and we all have a great time yeah but like now i go to weddings and i just think to myself i'm like god these are such self-indulgent uh self like masturbatory <laughs> like like uh it's like masturbatory session sessions for your ego and it's like this is the peak of my life. I found oh, somebody, yeah. and I think that this is more for women than it yes. is for guys. Because uh, that's why it's, the, it's her day. It's her day. This is the day I've worked for my whole life. Yeah, this like, is worked the, for. Like, what do you mean, worked for? Yeah, yeah, but, like, people still think about it that yeah. way. And you can tell in how lavish and how well someone prepares for their wedding yeah. how much they think that this define, finding a, a man defines them yeah and that is what like really fucking bothers me about like weddings and i understand you know i'm indian and like i understand that when i get married i'm gonna have to have a wedding something i my parents there's no way that my parents would not let me do that or like her parents too probably would be like whatever if she's indian or not indian whatever yeah like her parents are not gonna be like you can't just get, you wouldn't just you can't just go to a chapel or get, go to a, a courthouse and get married and then not do anything Really? Which is what I... Oh, my parents would never let me do that. And my I, mom my mom long ago stopped asking me to do things. So, like, yeah, she knows that, like, if, if I was in a certain situation and I wanted, for some reason, to get married, that, yes, I well, am I cheap as fuck. I, sorry, I'm cheap as yeah, fuck. Yeah. I would go to a courthouse and I would sign some papers. Well, I shouldn't say that they wouldn't let me do it. But yeah. I, they would I mean, like... They wouldn't like, like it. They wouldn't like it. Yeah. And I would feel... And, you know, like, they wouldn't like it. Yeah. And... Well, and understandably, like, at some level, I totally get that. Yeah. Because it's like, they see all, everyone doing it, and they don't think about it in the way that I'm thinking about right. it. Because they're older, and, you know... More traditional. Yeah, they're more... I mean, my parents are not particularly traditional. Oh, but, really? like, no. They're very liberal, and they're okay. smart, and they're thoughtful, and they're great human beings, and I don't want to portray the... No, no, no. What, what I, when, I, when I say traditional, yeah. I mean, like, in the same way that, like, some parents have a difficult time uh, dealing with their child coming out to them, not necessarily because they hate gays, but because in their head they had this image of their son bringing home a wife and kids in a particular way, and then suddenly they have to shift that image they had for both their future but also their child's future. Okay. So do you think that they would be traditional in that way where they've predicted yeah. and imagined your future as bringing home a woman, getting married to her in a wedding setting? And so, sort of yeah, I think that with... with if we're talking about being gay, my parents wouldn't care if I was gay or straight, and they wouldn't care. But they would care about the marriage part. Yeah, they would <laughs> yeah, be like, okay. okay, we gotta have a, like, like you're gonna get married, you're gonna have a wedding, right? I think they would think that it would be like that. Yeah. But, you know what, thinking about it, I think that they wouldn't be, like, particularly mad. Yeah. But they'd be like, you know, we do have to invite all of these people, and right. we do have to do this. There's expectations. And I told my parents I wanted to get married in the backyard, and they were totally all for it. Yeah. So, like, I think that maybe... 
Mm. Maybe they would be more open to it than I thought. But anyway, the point is, is that there's pressure from people, yeah. families and stuff, to, to have a big lavish wedding and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I get it. But the idea still makes me... I don't want to... I just want to call myself out on the hypocrisy. Yeah. Because I know that that... And yeah, just to be clear. So like... Uh, what was the, my point? Is that, look... Yeah, the institution of marriage... Like, the idea that this is your special day that you found the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Yeah. And that is somehow an accomplishment that you have... Yeah. That, like, really fucking bothers me. <laughs> like, that... Your, any notion of individuality... And I might be just putting it in too stark of terms, but, like, any essence of your individuality is, like, ruined now. Or you don't have that anymore. <laughs> you are part of a unit, and you that are, is how you define yeah, yourself. Yeah. It's, you know, Rohan and whatever. Whoever I marry. You know, whatever. Yeah. Like, Rohan and this person, or this person and Rohan. You know, it's like, no, that's, like, not mm -hmm. ever how I want to think about myself. Yeah. I want to think that, you know, she's whoever she is and, you know, I'm whoever I am. Yeah. And that's how really it should be. And a wedding should just be like, hey, we got this document signed that lets us do cool things on our taxes. Yeah. And uh, it's easier for us to raise a kid now if right. we want to have kids or don't want to have kids. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you guys want to come over and celebrate, we'll have beers and yeah. like stuff. I don't want there to be like speeches and right. like dancing and like we're the first time as a couple mrs and mr by the way if you whoever is out there and is like if you're ever like hey rohan you're interesting uh you're <laughs> uh i'm taking your last name because you you're never, taking no no, <laughs> yeah. no I mean, i'm joking but like like you don't ever my I don't, last name I is so bad <laughs> your, your last name is fine um i don't want like this is I am the only Kenise Mobley in the world. Yeah. Like, no other Kenise Mobley exists. I already own the website. Like, <laughs> I have... I own the website. There are no other yeah. people. <laughs> I own the website. Like, I don't want to have to change shit. <laughs> like, also, like, yeah. doing comedy, I'm going to change my last name? No, totally. And, no. But also, it's like, again, indicative of the idea that you are subservient or, like... You oh, now that, like, I'm now... Yeah, no. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's, that's more of what I have a problem with, the idea of weddings. And then you see, like wedding videos and they're all like oh this is how the bride prepares this is how the groom prepares and now they're together and then it's like awkward and it's like i hate <laughs> fucking hate them uh so uh, uh definitive stance rohan anti i hate yeah i'm i mean i'm go, i'm going to a wedding next weekend i'm not <laughs> i don't want to be like i don't want to say that like i don't understand why people are doing it and maybe no one's thinking about it like that and yeah. and i'm sure there are people who could out argue me on this yeah 100 i'm not like uh I don't want to say that this is like your definitive stance forever. Yeah, yeah, and nor I mean I'm sure people have better stances on it, but and I'm going to weddings and I'm not like judging yeah. anybody, and I'm happy for every. I'm so happy for my friends of getting married because they want to get married, and yeah. that's great. But don't act like it's not a self indulgent piece of shit. Right, thing. I think, <laughs> um, especially given the standard length of a marriage now, mm -hmm. which is what like four years, something like that. Yeah, I feel like I would want to be okay. So like if we look at a list of things that affect someone the most in their life. So I think it's the job that you take, the city that you live in, the person that you marry, mm -hmm. and there are a few other factors. I think it should be as important as that. So like as yeah. much as I would celebrate you getting a new job, as much as I would celebrate you moving to a new city. Totally. Because those are the things that are going to have a similar effect on like Oh, that's a really interesting way of happiness. That's a great way of thinking about it. I never thought about it that way. So then if that's the case, then similarly, there's no like, wedding for me. <laughs> no or like similarly, like when it ends, like the losing a job, moving and divorce are like some of the things that are the most stressful in your life. Yeah. People 
try to be there a lot when someone gets divorced. Sure. I think you should also try to be there for someone when they move to a new city, when they oh, lose yeah, no, their no, no. job, I think like that, that sort of thing. I think that people are, I think that okay. that, I think that, that exists. Okay, good. For sure. I, I definitely think that that exists. Yeah, people are there for people just as much when they get it, when that kind of traumatic event happens yeah. in their life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and I understand why divorce is traumatic, and I don't want to like take away from the fact that you found somebody that you care about and love. Yeah, and, it's like, important. It's super important. It's I think that's what everybody is. In, I mean, not everybody's looking for, but a lot of people are looking for. Uh, and yeah, how much of our time do you think? I actually had this conversation with Amy Rose. How much time do you think we waste? on finding romantic connection. Uh, or I say waste, it's important, but like, does it need to take up as much of our brain power and energy as it does? Oh man, that's, yeah, that's a really great like question. Like how much more productive would we be if we didn't have to think about that? There's that Seinfeld episode about that. What is it? I it's where it. George stops, uh, George stops having sex and he just becomes like a super genius. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, There's yeah. like, I think it's like a common like comedy it's like a tr- not a trope, but it's like a kind of theme in comedy where like you just have you don't if you're not thinking about sex and you're not thinking about romance, yeah, you're, you're therefore so <laughs> you're so much more productive in, yeah. in life and thinking about that. I don't know. I will say that it does cripple you emotionally. Not cripple you, but it, like, hi <laughs> <laughs> boy. It does cripple. I only you speak emotionally. in extremes. I don't speak in any yeah. middle ground. But it does. It, it no, totally. It does affect the way that you. Uh, it does affect the way that you think, and it def- does affect your productivity at times. Yeah. But at other times, it doesn't at all. Like, I, I wonder, feel like... Huh. Like, I've dealt with depression and anxiety issues. I wonder how much those would be decreased if I didn't, like, feel like I wasn't, like, living up to the societal expectation of, like, being in a relationship, or even borderline, like, being desirable to men in a certain way. Like, that takes up a lot of time and energy. I wonder how much different that is the idea of finding a partner, that a long-term partner, or finding somebody that... Well, we're just assuming that you're finding a long-term partner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's very... Assumption, that's, that assumption is whatever. But, like, you're finding a long-term partner. Now, let's say you have a long-term partner. I wonder if the difference between that partner meeting, continuing to meet your expectations yeah. is different than actually finding a partner. Oh, you mean, like, the amount of energy you have to put into, like, maintaining a relationship? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that... That must be the same. Because it's not like you just are in a relationship and you're, and like... And then suddenly you're, like, more productive as a yeah, person. I yeah, I think that, if anything, the small a number of weird relationships that I've been in, uh, if anything, I felt the opposite, where I'm thinking more about... now. Oh, now, yeah. now that I'm committed to this person, I'm thinking about, am I meeting huh. her expectations? Is she meeting my expectations? How do we, how, you know, am I, am I like, have I chosen properly? Yes. And maybe that, you know, there was that great, at the end of Master of None, when you you watched it. Yeah, I watched it. Uh, Spoiler, if you don't want to listen to the end of Master, if you want to watch Master of None, you know, don't listen to this part. But at the end, when they asked, Aziz asked John, uh, John Benjamin, where like, how certain are you every day in the partner that you've chosen? And he's like, some days it's 80%, other days it's 20%. And negotiating that yeah. uncertainty. That was like my, the, the best part I thought about the show is that like, hey, the, there's always that level of yeah. uncertainty. It's not that when you find somebody that... Then it's all solved. It's all solved. It's yeah. not. It's like, if anything, it gets harder because then like you have to decide yeah. and then breaking up is a is a huge deal and you got to be out there again and then you have to divide your stuff and then friends and all this other stuff. So yeah, yeah. I feel like it just manifests itself in different ways mm. when you are in a relationship when you're not in a relationship. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's how I think about it. Hmm. I want to be in a relationship. Yeah. But every relationship I've been in, I've hated. 
Or rather, I don't like the experience of being in the relationship. Oh, man, I feel like I'm, I'm very much... You told me that a long time ago, and yeah. I had a long time to chew on it, but like, I think I sort of feel... I don't think I feel it in the same ex- degree that well, you I feel Well, I mean, I make a certain list of mistakes in every relationship <laughs> that means that, okay, I will be super agreeable. Mm-hmm. They will think, oh, this person has so much in common with me. I will not actually agree with those things because I just am not voicing my opinion for this or that or the other reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I will feel trapped and then I will leave. That is how it like tends to go. Oh, um, yeah. So like, I guess I need to practice with someone to like not do that. Yeah, yeah, that's how I, I kind of... <laughs> but I, it's why I, I historically have really disliked being in relationships. But I think that that also is like... Yeah, I agree. I think that when you told me that the first time, I wasn't... Uh, I like thought about it. I did. It was like I don't know if that's how I feel. But then, like as I thought about it more, I was like, no, that's how I feel as well. <laughs> Maybe not in the as extreme terms as yeah. you're feeling it, but I definitely think about it like that. Where it's like I meet somebody and like there's a chemistry. There's like we had great conversation. It's great in the bedroom and all other stuff. And then you're like, yeah, I think I want to be with this person. Yeah. And then as soon as you're you're like, I made that decision. Then you are like, oh God, did I make the right decision? Yeah. Did I make mm-hmm. the wrong decision? This thing I don't like about her, yeah. and then that thing mm-hmm. that she doesn't like. Oh, yeah, so it's like, yeah. So I agree. Yeah, it's uh, I want I want that too, but I want it to be more organic. I think I was telling you this yesterday mm. that it takes me like six to eight months before I can even realize that I have a crush on somebody. That's insane to me. It's not like realize like I know it, but yeah. like if I want to act on it, it takes me a six lot. Six to eight because months because then you get to know somebody as a person. Well, they're, they're, I respect that because. I tend to make a very snap decision yeah, and then go based on that decision and that's not any more likely to result in something I will say that, but there's, I agree with that in the sense that like, this person, beautiful, or this person, I love their attitude about this, I love their attitude about that, how cool would it be to date that person? Yeah. But then I wouldn't act on it, like I feel like, maybe sometimes I do act on it right away, but Mm -hmm. I think that the, a lot of times I'm like, no, because like, what if you don't know them yeah. other than this thing? You need to get to know them better before you even can like ask them out. Really? Which is not, which is like kind of separating the getting to know somebody and the dating part. Yeah. Like they're like two different things. Yeah. Really, a lot of times they're like. That's the, that's the process of dating. Sure, it is the process of dating, but like you can get to know somebody platonically and then be like, oh, you know what? Like we should totally date now <laughs> because now we know each other and we know what we like and dislike. Yeah. It'd be cool if I could just like take you out to dinner and we could like try and date yeah i don't know yeah and then then we would have then i feel like maybe that idea you don't feel like that window closes though yeah that's a thing you're right that's a great point there's like a i feel like there's kind of a window yeah there shouldn't be a window though (sighs) i don't know yeah there is you're right though what am i like yeah after a certain period of time you see people a certain way i feel like if i was in a if yeah that would be more credible line of thinking if i was like with a woman yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who are that All right, We have been doing this for uh, an hour and a half. An hour and a half. Yeah. So uh, what are our final thoughts here? Um, first final thought. I'm woke as hell. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Shut up. No, no, no. Uh, I don't know. We talked about a lot of different yeah. things. Uh, my final thought is that you should do whatever it is you want to do. But yeah. also, like, uh, if you... But also, if you're, like, don't feel ashamed of, I don't know, just don't be ashamed. That's, like, yeah. my thing is, like, don't don't feel ashamed. Shame messes it all up. Shame messes it all up, and don't feel like you're lesser because you are not, because you're single. Because I feel, like, implicit in a lot of my things that I say, and yeah. I feel like I hear it sometimes in yours, too, 
is that like, yeah, we're single and it's bad that we're single (laughs) and there's no, and, uh, there shouldn't be any shame in that. So that's my like big takeaway with all of our discussions. Yeah. What about yours, Kenise? Uh, big takeaway, probably, uh, explore what you like. Like I'm so like, this is, I'm trying not to like give a lot of my experience or whatever, but the thing that made me most like but why, but why are you even here, though, was asking someone what they were into and then being like, I don't know. And I, my level of confusion around that is very high. Like, know what you like. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just some, like, know what you like and also, like, communicate about that. So, like, don't expect someone to be a mind reader if you like, the, if you like someone tickling the back of your ankle, which is a weird, like, uh, no, no judgment, which is a peculiar thing. But if you like that, like, tell someone to do that. Yeah. Like, don't just expect them to be able to read your mind or tickle every part of you one by one by one to get the signal that tickling your ankle specifically is the thing that, like, just talk about. It. Right. Yeah. And also, like, yeah, I agree. I would 100% agree with that. Be open about what you like and yeah. uh, don't be ashamed about what you like. Yeah. And don't be ashamed about whatever it is you are doing in the sex realm. Yeah. Unless, yeah, don't ever be ashamed of it. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah. Have fun. Have fun. (laughs) All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. This has been Love About Town. Yeah. Hooray. We did it. You did it. I'm woke. No, you're not. (laughs) Shut up.